Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 14th, and our reading comes from Galatians chapter 1. Now, the book of Galatians, the letter to the Galatian church was written by the Apostle Paul in about 48 AD. And in this book, he is defending the gospel message again. Listen to what he says beginning in verse 4. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever Amen. So Jesus died to rescue us in every way. That means to set us free from the power of sin and to deliver us from the uh, penalty of sin. So the power of sin means we can live in holiness and obedience. We can actually experience change from the inside out. And from the penalty of sin, meaning we can have a relationship with God. We've been reconciled to God and heaven is our home. We will live forever in paradise with the Lord. Then he says this, beginning in verse 6, in light of that, I'm so shocked that you're turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be good news, but it's not the good news at all. You're being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Once again, what are they talking about? They were basically trying to make the church just a messianic sect of legalistic, judgmental, impersonal Judaism. So basically, they were taking Judaism that was very religious, very impersonal, very legalistic, very judgmental, very cold and harsh, and they were just trying to insert Jesus but keep all the rest. And Paul's saying, no, 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 that's not the gospel message at all. Jesus came to put aside what was former, and to begin something brand new, a new covenant. And it's based on grace by faith, not on works. And so Paul's saying, why would you turn away from grace that actually has the power to transform your life and go back to what has proven for thousands of years to be dead and powerless? Let's not do that. Let's hang on to faith and trust God to continue his work in us. Now watch what he says. This is such strong language. Verse 8, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say it again. What we have said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcome, let that person be cursed. Now for us in modern day America, we don't make the mistake of trying to get people to follow Judaism. But if we're not careful, we try to get people to embrace certain church rules or cultural rules, and we add them to the gospel. It's Jesus plus being in the right political party. Jesus plus attending the right church. Jesus plus this view on this ethical topic. And we've got to be careful 
We got to be careful that we don't add to the gospel and begin preaching another gospel and basically saying to people, and this is real common in American church culture, saying to people that if you don't keep our church rules or our church perspective on these issues, then you're not in. So it's Jesus plus this stuff to be a part of our family, our tribe, our kingdom. Paul says, man, if you make that mistake, he says those people or that group should be cursed. I mean, that is such strong language because Paul understands how beautiful the gospel is, and he's fighting for the simple purity and power of the gospel message. Jesus paid it all. And if we trust in Jesus, his spirit can produce his life in us. As we are with him, we're becoming like him so we can do what Jesus did. Judaism and all religion robs us of that because it's not about being with the person of Jesus and allowing the person of Jesus to transform us from the inside out. It's impersonal and it's about our performance, right? And it either produces pride and hypocrisy or it produces rebellion and discouragement. Jesus came to produce new life. So he said, man, I'm so surprised that you would go back to that because what Jesus offers us is so much better. He's offering us new life. Now watch, he says in verse 10, obviously I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I wouldn't be Christ's servant. And Paul is just acknowledging that preaching the gospel in a Jewish context, which is how the church was born, basically with the Jews, and preaching the gospel in that context was pretty controversial because it felt like they were turning their back on so much tradition, all that they had known for years and generations and generations and generations. But Paul was desperately pleading with them to embrace what Jesus came to offer us, which is new. And better. Now watch this. Verse 11, dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message. This is a powerful statement. Watch what he says. I received my message from no human source and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Wow. And he says, you know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion? How I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal and traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus to the Gentiles. In other words, Paul's saying, listen, I lived in that world. I was in that camp. I've done that. But Jesus himself came to me personally and gave me the gospel message, helped me to understand why he came and died and rose again so that we could have new life. And now I'm giving my life to preaching that message. And anybody that preaches a different message, Paul says, let them be accursed. Man, let's all preach Jesus. And that's so important for us because in your faith, you have to remember, it's about what Jesus has already done and learning to open your heart and receive his love 
and receive his grace and growing your capacity to begin your day in his presence and live in his presence and to saturate your mind with his word and to fill your mouth with worship and praise and prayer and be in a community of believers. And this environment transforms our life, sets us free. You remember, Jesus came to rescue us from this evil world. It sets us free from the power and the penalty of sin so that we can live a new life here and now and forevermore. That's what Jesus came to do for you. Open your heart and allow Jesus to transform your life. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for being so good to us, sending your son Jesus to rescue us from the power and the penalty of sin, to rescue us from this evil world. God, help us not to turn away from the simplicity and the power of the gospel to embrace a different gospel, which is really no gospel, is not good news at all. It's a burden. It's a hardship. God, what you have offered us is the good news. God, help us to embrace it. Help us to live in your presence. Transform us by your power and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.